Okay. Are we on? We're on. Okay. Today is March 8th, 2018, and this is our very first Coach's Corner podcast, I think we're calling it, and my name is John Eisenhart, producer Tim Eisenhart, and against his better judgment and against, quite frankly, his will, I have here my very dear friend, my best friend, my brother from another mother, the head coach of the Maine Girls Academy, Mr. Bill Goodman. Bill, Bill, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome to the very first podcast of Eisenhart Productions. This is a, a great day for me, uh, even though I don't want to be here. I really, <laughs> this is a very uh, special said, time for me. I said, Bill, uh, we're doing this podcast. Uh, I want you to be the first guest. First guest. He said, uh, I'm not going to do that. And uh, he had to come over and drop off some tickets to me, some Red Sox t- tickets that we were we were buying. And uh, I think I think I guilted him into it. So he's getting so, free pancakes out of it, though. He is getting free pancakes, which could show up at any minute. So. I love pancakes. All right. So so Bill is the head golf coach at Daring High, and also the head, more probably more famously known as the head basketball coach at Maine Girls Academy, a two-time state champion golf coach, and a three-time state champion basketball coach. Seven years at the helm with the Maine Girls Academy, and uh, previously three years at Greeley High School. Those were fun years, huh? Good times. <laughs> How long have you been the golf coach at Deering High School? Um, 16 years. 16 Started years. in 2002 season. See, I, I think it's harder to win a state championship in golf than it is in basketball. It is, because you have to beat 12 to 15 teams on that particular day. Um, there have been a couple of years where my teams were favored to win and came in second. And um, just you have a bad hole, and the whole, the whole day is ruined. Um, but there, there, are time, there are two times that we weren't expected to win, and we ended up winning. So um, with high school kids, you never know. But um, over the years, I've, I've been fortunate enough to coach a lot of good players, and um, when you get a group that, that produce in that one day and, and win, it's a feeling you just uh, you can't you can't buy that feeling. That's why I coach because well, even, even the best best players in golf don't win every match. But you know, LeBron James is in the in the finals every year in the NBA. The the, the best players on a basketball team can can lead a team. Not to take anything away from the basketball coaches, but I'm just saying you're 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 a really good golfer at Deering High. And and you you love to golf, but but your passion, your passion is basketball. Well, I I started coaching. Me and Tony Decker um, helped out our golf coach when we were in high school with our kids camp. So that's where I think it started. Um, I was teaching golf back then. Even um, it was a fun little camp we did for the Portland kids um, with our golf coach John Lafond, and it was pretty successful for a couple of years. It was fun. So. Uh, uh, Tony went on to be a professional golf pro at Papudik. I think he got golf, uh, pro of the year or something, um, which uh, he does a great job over there. Shout out to Tony Decker. Tony Decker is a, is a Tony great, Decker has great made, friend. Tony Decker has made the first first, first podcast. Where, where is Tony Decker now? He is at Papudik Golf Club. He's the head professional there, and he's worked his way up the ranks, and he does an amazing job there. Amazing. He married uh, Kathy O'Leary. 
Kathy O'Leary, who is high school sweetheart. Um, he used to talk about track her all star. the time. Yeah, yeah, she was a track star and, and, a, and a very good singer. Yes, yes. So uh, Tony uh, and, and me, uh, we always, you know, and I went the golf coach route, and he went the professional golf route. Um, but um, he's done great. So we did that in high school. So I've always liked uh, helping kids out and teaching them. So, um, so you and I are in a warehouse in the uh, mid '90s. Your warehouse. My company's renting space from you. You yes. and Ronnie Moran are working in the warehouse. And you and I, all we want to do is we want to, we want to be coaches. All we did was talk about coaching. We talked about sports. Um, yeah. But we just we wanted to be coach. I wanted to be – I love baseball. I want to be a baseball coach. And uh, you, you wanted to be a basketball coach. But neither one of us were either at the time, not even close. Right. So I'm, I'm doing the announcing uh, at the Deering High basketball games. Scott Scheibel's friend of ours, uh, mutual friend of ours, um, hired me to be the, the voice of the Rams during the basketball season. So I'm like, I got a girls game tonight. Just just come along. And you said. Well, that's where it started because I really had no life. I was single. I was bored. <laughs> and uh, I think I used to ask you to come out, but you were married. So <laughs> that was tough. So you, I was you, a married uh, wingman for quite a while. You uh, and, and Anne was actually a married a wing woman. She I was a wing man and she was the wing woman. So we were three's company for a little while. Right. You guys did me favors to go out with me and give me some <laughs> kind of social life. So I didn't want to go do that either, but you asked me to. So I, I went. You, I asked you about seven times. Just right. come with me. Uh, you can be the uh, spotter. You can tell me who scored. Like I needed help, but. I just wanted you to come right. along. You really didn't need me, but you wanted to make me feel important because I had no life. So, uh, so I showed up that night, and I think I helped you with like four assists, telling you who gave the assist so you could announce that person's name. Um, so I did that, I think, once or twice. And then uh, Neely Nelson, who was coaching the girls at the time at Daring, who did a, a great job with that program, uh, gave me a, a promotion and asked me to be the scorekeeper. So that during that season, you meet... Uh, the great Jack Coyne, the, uh, the, 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 the famous basketball official. Great Jack was a great player. He was a great coach. But was, when we were kids, he was our English teacher at Deering High. But he was really well-known in the, in the basketball community as being like a top-level collegiate uh, ref. And I think he has, a, he has an award uh, named after him, correct? And, uh, yep. I think he goes to the MVP of the tournament, maybe for Class A boys. Yep. So, yep. so Jack, Jack was a great official. And uh, he was a very good freshman girls basketball coach. He was your first mentor, and I think I think when I uh, when I did the uh, I actually went to the banquet. I, I I didn't have any kids at the time, so I had some free time on my hands. So I actually was the MC of the banquet, and I remember sitting there, and Jack said, "This is the conversation." He said, "Billy said, geez, I'd really like to help out with a freshman girls team, you know, our volunteer assistant." And Jack said to him, uh, "Billy, I think that's a bad idea." He said no. He said I no. I said, okay, I'll be a scorekeeper. <laughs> but he finally relented. Yes, a couple of weeks later, he, uh, he said, why don't you come by? But, but don't say anything. Just come by and <laughs> don't talk. <laughs> so I said, thanks, Jack. I'd love to. So I remember the first practice. Um, he went over some fundamentals, and I, uh, all I did was relay the information to the girls that he had told them. So it was a fun a fun beginning um, as assistant freshman girls basketball coach. 
And then you work for, uh, then after that, you so got I, promoted, I did that right? for two Big years. Promotion. And then um, Neely Nelson was moving, I think, to Gorham. Her kids were growing up, so she went to Gorham. So uh, Mike D'Andrea took over the job and asked me to be his assistant. So two years into being assistant girls basketball coach, freshman, I got promoted once again to uh, assistant varsity coach. And how many years did you do work for Mike or work with Mike? Uh, we were together for, I think, whew, either five or seven years. I think five years. Um, after the one year, he let me, um, he uh, promoted me to JV coach and Ooh. assistant varsity coach. Ooh. And that's where I really learned how to, um, you know, learn how to teach the fundamentals and also be able to get a team ready to uh, compete at a higher level. And you learned a lot from Mike. You've always said yes, that. Yes, I yeah. used to go to uh, my practices and his practices, take notes, really ask a lot of questions. He was always uh, very great, you know, always took the time to help me out. I always had a lot of questions. Yep. And um, he was great. And together, um, we were able to win two two state titles at Daring. Mike did an amazing job there. So then uh, I'm reading the Sunday paper uh, one day, as I often do, and um, well, on Sundays. And um, I see an ad in the paper for uh, Greeley basketball coach. And at the time, we were living in Cumberland, where we raised our family. Uh, and um, I said, uh, called up Billy. I said, they're looking for a basketball coach. And uh, and I said, it's time, man. It's time. You're ready. You know, you're you're ready to take the next step. And uh, and uh, you applied for the job at Greeley High School, and and uh, you got the job. Yeah, I had applied. Actually, I had applied for that, and then I applied for Falmouth. And I was waiting for both of them. I told Mike, um, I think we had just won the state title in '08, and I said I'd like to try to be a varsity coach. And he said, Go for it. And um, so I applied for both Falmouth and Greeley. Greeley acted on it quicker. And um, so I ended up getting the Greeley job, I think, the summer of 08 in, July, in June. Yep. So I really had never seen the Greeley girls play. I didn't know anything about them. Um, it was funny. My first day on the job at Summer League, I, I showed up, and uh, Abby Young came up to me in, in crutches, and I was like, well, here's a really tall girl coming up to me in crutches. Uh, so she said, you know, it's going to be a little time before she got to play. And I really didn't know if she was, you know, if any of the girls could play. I heard they had played well the year before. But um, and we uh, it was great. We uh, got to know each other. And then um, Abby Young was a uh, uh, went on to St. Joe's, right? She was yeah, a she had a, scored there, a thousand right? points for St. Joe's. Yep. She was a. Uh, um, first team all star ended up being first team all star for for us. Um, in that first year, we had a, a fun year. We I think we went eighteen and two, and um, we ended up losing to York in the West Main Finals um, by nine an, points. You had a nemesis there, right? Uh, in terms of a player, yeah. Was, uh, this, uh, you Nikki guys Taylor were, was you a, guys were the Steph you, Gallagher you, and Emma Clark. <laughs> I don't know why I remember all these girls, but they are. <laughs> Campbell and McClashling, and uh, they had a lot of good players. players, yeah. Um, Gallagher went on to play at USM. Um, yeah, Nikki Taylor, Taylor went to started, Vermont yeah, and uh, kicked butt, and I think she was an all-star her first yeah. first semester, I mean, first month of the thing. She got voted rookie of the... Yep. So. You had some great battles with uh, Rick Clark down in York. Yep, great Hall of Fame coach, <laughs> 400 wins. Yeah. Um, 
it was exciting. I really didn't know, you know, much about it. But when we got, you know, the first two years, we went to Western Maine finals and lost to York both times. Um, we had a good 36 and six run there. Um, we lost five times to York, so that was <laughs> tough to take. Um, but, um, and then, uh, the third year at Greeley, um, I had basically a brand new team coming in and, uh, we, that team I'm very proud of. Um, I don't think we had a voted all-star on that team, but we went 15 and five and went to semis and then lost to some team called York. So, <laughs> but it was a good, it was a so good Why you were there, you had a, you had an assistant coach there. Uh, that was uh, re- was also a reluctant coach, I think, at the time. It, you know, she probably would admit that. Um, uh, you had Amy Vashon there, right? She, you had a connection there uh, with uh, with with Jody, your wife's uh, mom, worked with Amy and made that connection, right? She was working at the Westbrook. Yeah, uh, my my high. my wife's mother is um, worked in the Gaines office, and Amy was a Gaines counselor. So when I got the job, she was my first call, and I said, look, can, you want to help me out? And she and she came up with reasons. I go, okay. So like 20 minutes later, I called her. I go, look, you're going to help me out. And uh, you don't have to deal with anybody. Just show up, please, and help the kids. And um, when I said it like that, she said, absolutely. So we had a fun two years together. Um, Amy did a great job. I remember some funny stories. Uh, we went up to Levitt. I know we had to play Levitt a couple of years ago with the Anderson girls, and they were they were scoring eighty plus points a game. And me and Amy went up to scout them, and uh, we showed up, and with one minute left in the game, apparently no, we didn't get the memo. But uh, the game started at five, not seven. It was a boy girl doubleheader, so we drove all the way to Levitt to watch the last minute of the game. And then there was another time. I think we went up to Halldale to scout. Um, a team that we might play in the playoffs because Class B at the time was very, it was weird. There were teams that we don't see all year that we were going to play. And um, I got a speeding ticket. And with, when it was all said and done, it was over a $200 night. <laughs> and Amy just laughed as I got the ticket. So uh, we had fun together. We went uh, we went together. We were able to get to two Western Maine finals, and it was exciting. Um, I believe my second year, we played a very that very good Levitt team, and, yeah, both um, of the, the Anderson sisters, right? One one went yeah. to Maine on a scholarship, and the other uh, to UNH, right? Yeah, and Amy did a great job in practice, uh, um, being one of the. I think it was Courtney Anderson. She was, and we brought in a shooter to be uh, Kristen, and uh, we did a great job preparing for them. And Amy helped out, and uh, we ended up upsetting them and getting to the finals against York. But um, Amy was great to work with, and then um, she ended up going to Macaulay for one year, and now she's a UMaine coach. Yeah, as we speak, she's getting her team ready for the America East Championship, um, and that that for us that felt a little full circle because back when uh, when Amy was playing at the University of Maine with Cindy Blodgett, um, Billy and I would uh, you know I didn't have any kids; he was single, uh, and and Ann uh, worked on Saturdays. So Billy and I would uh, plan our Saturday activities around the UMaine women's basketball team because we love watching them so much. And uh, Amy, I think, was the point guard on that team. And we would always joke with Amy. We would uh, we would we weren't very good at cooking. Um, we were okay at drinking. Uh, we would uh, we were we would make uh, spaghetti with some with some meat sauce. 
and uh, you know all out of the all out of the can type stuff. And uh, we would have red wine. So we we told Amy when she was at Maine uh, when when she I'm sorry when she was at Maine and and we were watching her. Uh, and then when she was coaching with Billy, we we told her that story and. Um, she just looked at us like you guys are just two of the biggest losers I've ever met. So, but um, she wasn't wrong. So, <laughs> then again, the maybe that's why she stopped coaching with me. <laughs> that's why she moved as far away as she possibly could. Uh, we so, love the main uh, black bears. They were fun to watch. Oh my and, god, uh, they were. Cindy, so um, so you leave Greeley. Um, that was a fun time, huh? Yeah, yeah. It could, it could be a movie. Did you? <laughs> So you really got involved with the feeder system at Greeley. You got to know all the kids, and uh, you were, uh, I can just say, you know, knowing all the folks up there, uh, you were beloved uh, by the by 95% of the parents up there, um, especially with the youth programs. Um, and, um, you know, uh, you, you ran into uh, a couple of parents that uh, were influential, and unlike a lot of coaches, a lot of high school coaches, Good coaches, um, um, they found a way to to not renew your contract, um, and I know that was a really really tough time for you, um, and it was tough for me to sit there and watch that, and and uh, and it was uh, it was it was a very um, unfortunate and ridiculous thing to happen. But you see it happen to a lot of a lot of coaches and a lot of a lot of good coaches, and there's a there's a couple of coaches that come to mind that where that might have happened to as well that. That were very successful this year. So, yeah, so. no, it's it, it it's it's not great. There's like two sides to every story. I had mine, and uh, um, you know, unfortunately, things happen. Um, you do a lot for uh, community, and uh, some things happen like that, and uh, you really upset you. But then, um, you know, good things happen to good people, and uh, I was lucky uh, to have Macaulay to go to after. After they, that uh, had happened. They, they, they actually had come calling, I think, the year before. Uh, when you, they you did. A- they called me, and they, they asked my interest. And I, to be honest, I said uh, I really th- I, I really was psyched that um, they had called me, but I was like, I really can't. Um, you're going to be good. And I knew I was starting. I had a whole brand-new team at Greeley, but I said I, I can't leave um, Greeley now because they're going to be kind of starting over. And you're going to be good, but I can't do that. I was kind of loyal, yep. very loyal to Greeley at the time. So, um, and you know, we went 15 and five, yep. but uh, a couple of parents didn't appreciate that. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just uh, I here I am turning down uh, a chance to interview at Macaulay and uh, staying loyal to to Greeley, but it ended up not working out that loyalty. So, um, I ended up leaving Greeley and um as it turned out a month later the job opened up and I applied for Macaulay. Yep. So you so you you've been at uh Maine Girls Academy now. Uh, Macaulay it was called back then. Um you walk into a, a pretty good situation and uh Amy uh had been there. So Amy left you, went to Macaulay, Macaulay and um and then May, Amy went up to Maine to be the assistant coach uh there. And uh, so that's that. That job opens up, right? And uh, you take over as the as the Macaulay coach, and you had some pretty good pretty good players there. Yeah, I walked into a good situation. Um, they had won the states the year before. Um, it was a little weird because I had left Deering, so I, Macaulay was always <laughs> our rival. 
So there I am, Coach McCauley. So it's weird how things happen, but uh, it was fun. In that, um, in that time, there was an opportunity potentially to go to go back to Daring, right? During yeah, I turned when... that down too um, to stay at Greeley. Yep. So yeah. Um, Thus, <laughs> yeah, I, we had, yeah, I, yeah. I had taken a lot of pride in that daring team because the JV players, you know, with me, um, actually in 09 when they won it again, um, I've, a couple of my players had helped the Vasi win, so that made me very happy to see that. Um, so when I got to Macaulay, uh, it was a little weird uh, coaching as daring, but um, the first, you know, the first year, first couple of years, we went. 22 and 0 both years. I, I had very a lot of talented players that were great to coach, and it was fun and uh, it was a good you ride. Know what though, it's not it's not always easy to win with the best players, and you see that. Um, you see that. Uh, I know uh, back when um, when Deering had Nick Canner Medley, uh, and they had some Jamal Katarina and Walter Phillips, and um, you know uh, it's still hard to. And they didn't. They never won a state championship, and. They came close, very close, but uh, and it's not to knock them, but it's very difficult. Even though you you may have the best players to win, and and uh, you started uh, forty forty four and zero there. Um, you had good players, but like I said, it's uh, it's it's not easy. It's not still not easy to win. It's a nope. it's a thirty two minute game, and and anything can happen, right? Yeah, no, it isn't easy. I mean, I when I was at Daring, I, I saw how Mike D'Andrea handled it. We won two there. And there's a lot of things I think you need to do to be a, a state champion team. And, you know, I, when we lose, I, I take the blame. I really do. Personally, I think there's something I could have done. When we win, I really say, oh, I can't believe my players produced like that. I can't believe my players did that. So my thought as a coach is I give my, I really do give my players the credit all the time when they win. And when we lose, I blame myself. But in overall, I feel a coach has to do their job to help a team win a championship and I had to prepare even though they were really well I felt you know prepare them for uh to defense to be able to win championship defense to have offenses that could win it and then to make sure my players were disciplined um on defense and uh and on offense you know I don't like turnovers um and we don't like bad fouls so it starts with that simple concept um and then uh you know, you build it on from there. So, um, obviously, the first three years we won three titles, and we, I think we only lost one game. We were sixty-five and one. Um, absolutely, my players get all the credit for the sixty-five wins, and I'm taking the the credit for the one loss. Um, but um, I, you know, if people say I did a oh, good job, then maybe I I did that ten percent. I feel a coach really needs to do to make sure my team was disciplined, um, but. You know, ninety percent of it, my players did a great job. They were very talented. So, so I think it was your was it your last state championship? Uh, you talked about one thing that's fun to watch you coach is that you you use you use the whole bench and you build you build depth throughout the season. And uh, I think it was your last maybe your last state championship where where um, Alec Clement and uh, Olivia Smith both got into foul trouble uh, early in the first half. And um, and you had to run some players out there, uh, some reserves uh, that played really really well. And that and 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 watching that game, um, you know, you were able to get Allie and, and Olivia back in the second half. But but they really because of the depth uh, and the way you coached, um, 
you know, you were able to keep that keep, uh, keep the score close, and those players stepped up and really performed in that situation. Yeah, that was a fun. That was fun because like I, when I started, I think my first year JV coach uh, Mike gave me sixteen girls to have on my team, so I had to find a way to 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 get every kid in the game and win games, you know, and but made sure I'm developing kids. So I thought as a JV coach, my job was to get girls ready to play varsity basketball, but if everyone had a good attitude and they hustled, they were going to play in every game. So I learned how to kind of build a bench and build depth that way throughout the years as a JV coach. So, but I always, as a varsity coach, I always try to build depth every year. Um, I, I, I don't want my season to end because of illness or because of injury. I've seen a lot of it. I've had a lot of experiences of uh, one year at Greeley. I had three girls out with ACL injuries for different reasons. And uh, we were battling York in the Western Maine final with uh, four JV players and a Vasi player. Uh, when we cut it to four that year, um, we had a girl named Nikki Fayetta who just had an amazing game. But I had girls in foul trouble, and I, we had girls in injury, and we found a way when we were only four down, I think with four minutes left in that Western Maine final game. So you just know that there's a lot of reasons why you want to build depth. Um, one of, you know, it's an illness, you have injury, you have foul trouble, um, a girl not feeling well, doing well in a game. And you gotta, you just, I've always wanted to have, uh, my bench ready. And as it turned out that Oxford Hills game, um, Olivia, Allie and Vic, uh, Victoria Lex had two fouls each in the first quarter. So, um, that whole year, I remember putting in, um, this group of girls to, you know, when we were up, maybe six, eight, ten points to see how they could handle things. And throughout the year, I just constantly did it. As it turned out, in the second quarter, uh, I'm very happy with these girls. Um, I had four girls coming off the bench, and they played pretty much a lot of that quarter without any turnovers. Um, that showed me that they were ready to handle the pressure. I mean, there was probably 6,000 people at that game at the Civic Center, and I have four girls coming off the bench handling it great playing uh i think uh, olivia's dalfonts and four girls come off the bench had to battle us through we were down 12-4 i mean it wasn't looking good i remember i my son i, I was thinking my son's in the crowd crying he's not handling this well <laughs> and uh, as it turned out he was not handling it well um but um and and those girls did an amazing job and we cut the lead i think we took the lead 25 24 we hit half. We were able to get some of the girls back in throughout the second quarter, playing with the other girls. And then uh, we just had an amazing third quarter and was able to win that third title. But it was definitely the, the bench was huge. And uh, I'm very proud of those girls for yeah, doing you that. See, you see it. Uh, a lot of coaches will will shorten the rotations when they get in the, in the playoffs, and they'll, they'll coach differently than, uh, uh, than they did in the regular season. And, uh, and you see a lot of six – seven person rotations and uh and um you know i just i just my my opinion is um i, I just w- when i was coaching my teams one of the things we did when we got ready for the base for, for the baseball playoffs is we did the same things that we did during the regular season and uh, i see a lot of coaches with shorter benches kids get into foul trouble and then the other kids go in and they're not they're not ready to play and uh so um and you know what? To, to my opinion, uh, is that you know it. You want you want the whole team feeling like they're part of that win, part of the part of the success of that team. And and if you're if you're running six or seven kids out there, and and you're asking the the rest of the eight to get behind them, it feels a hell of a lot better um, 
for the for the other you know you can't play 12 14 in a game you know especially when they get close but but the more kids you can get involved uh, the better you know experience it is for for high school student athletes well i think as a coach it's good to give every kid on the team a job to do and what i tell the kids is you know you have march through november to determine your job but come november i have to go with what i see and if your job is to play D, then you need to play D. If I need you to go out there and get rebounds, it's rebounds. If if you want to have the job as a scorer, then you have to work on that in the off season to do it. I have no problem. But when it comes to my season, you know, you got to have, you got to, but I try to give every kid a role in a job. And I, I would like to think as a coach, I let them, they know what they, what I want from them. And I said, if you want a different job, then go do it and practice yeah. and get better. I really, I don't care who does it. I don't, you know, people say, oh, favorite, favorite. But you know who my favorites are? The ones that produce, that <laughs> do it. <laughs> Without that, you know, yeah. those are my favorites. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll tell you, the other thing I think is, is, uh, is communication. You know, I think you as the coach, you as the leader of that team or a leader of an organization, you've got to communicate what those roles are. And uh, people won't always, or the kids they may not like it, but at least at least uh, they know what their role is and how they fit into the team. And I think uh, I think that's important in coaching. I think it's important in business or, or any anything that you're trying to do. Everyone has to have a clear idea of of what their role is. And also for me, it's you know you know um, if you do that role really well, um, there's going to be other opportunities for you. Um, but um, but uh, but I I've, I I. Um, I feel like there's times where coaches don't do a great job communicating um, with kids, you know, and uh, and uh, I think that's an important part of being a high school coach. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal. I think I learned from my family business. I was kind of came out of college and I was a personnel manager and um, I also worked out in the warehouse and uh, had to motivate people to do jobs that weren't the best. And it was fun trying to get them to do that. I, you know, and uh, I think you know, it was part of my job was to be a coach for my employees, and uh, and then know when to, uh, you know, push them and when to buy them an ice cream and you know all that. And uh, but um, so I think that's where I learned how to work with people was in business, and I apply it. You know, and, and, and it's the same. You know, everyone at my company wanted more money. And have all my players want more playing time, so it's you got <laughs> to find a way to, you know. And it, I, it, it's funny I tell people, you know, you have a team of twelve to fifteen kids. Well, if you win it, like we won fifty six in a row, but how many times were everyone was everyone happy with me as a coach? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if I had twelve girls on the roster, you have a leading scorer, the second leading scorer. And then maybe a girl who came off the bench who did a good job that didn't think she was going to play. Mm-hmm. You still got nine kids that didn't score enough that parents wanted them to score more or do more and, or the kids wanted to. So if you go nine and they have two parents, that's 27 people that are unhappy with me mm-hmm. after a win. Forget <laughs> about a loss. Yeah. So it's tough. It's not easy to make everyone happy. It's yeah. just it's impossible. I think, so, the, I think the other thing, too, in basketball, uh, because it's the winner – our state has such a such a focus on basketball. I think more than any other sport, and I, I think that's because it's it is on television, um, and it's the winter, and we don't have a hell of a lot else to do but go inside. Get you know, it's cheap entertainment <laughs> to go inside and watch a basketball game, and uh, so I think there's a lot more scrutiny, uh, you know, on basketball coaches. Um, 
So, um, in, in, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about this past season. So, um, so you, you guys were thir- 13 and five. We were with 13 and five, 13 and five in the regular season. Um, I don't think anybody expected you guys to do that. Well, um, you had still had a pretty, pretty young team. You still have a pretty young team. Um, you pull off some early season, uh, victories, some big wins. You beat Gorham, uh, um, you beat Bonnie Eagle. You beat some some really good teams early on, and then uh, down the stretch, um, you know, uh, you had some troubles. Um, and then you then you are fortunate enough to to draw uh, uh, a Gorham in the first round. Um, and uh, let's talk about that game. Yeah, no, uh, we <laughs> probably not the game you want to talk well, about. Well, I but. mean, it's you know, it, we we uh, we were you know during the season we we had some good wins and we we played well and had a great um, we did a great job getting a home playoff game. Um, but I think Gorham the last two weeks really uh, picked it up and they started playing at a higher level. I think they switched their defense, which was uh, very effective for them. Um, I think they were playing more zone halfway through the season. Then they went man, and um, I just think it gave them an attitude. Um, they, they handled the pressure much better at the end of the season. So uh, they they did a great job, and they came out in that playoff game. Uh, they just before like I we 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 were able to win a bunch of close games this year. So um, throughout the year, I really saved my timeouts for the second half because you know I just felt we needed them, um, but. If I had 10 timeouts, I would have all called it in the first quarter. But <laughs> I think I called the first timeout down 7 nothing, and then it just it got to 50 nothing, And then um, – but to give my team credit, uh, that that was a, a tough way to start. Um, I, I had seen nerves in my team in that first quarter that I hadn't seen all year. And I, and I, I really put it on my team because every game was a big game for us. I really believed that. We needed every game we could get. And so I really put pressure on my team, but for some reason that, I mean, the, the place was packed. Um, but we just had nerves in the first half. It led to some, I mean, first quarter, it led to some bad shots and some bad turnovers. Having said that, um, that game could have went 30 to two. And, uh, my team found a way, um, in the beginning of the third quarter to cut it to 27 to 17 and, um, you know, just found a way to, to battle. But, Gorham was awesome that game, and they ended up winning by over 20 points. So, But um, at least my team didn't just completely <laughs> um, go down. They they really fought back, um, and I was proud of them for that. It's funny. You leave you leave a game like that, and you go, well, we beat them during the regular season. I'm really disappointed. Then they go out and they play South Portland, and they do a similar thing. They're out 15, 16, nothing right out of the gate. So, so sometimes teams are playing really well, and, and – they had a system that, that was working for them. Yeah. Like I said, I think they changed the defense. They handled the pressure better. And the two things that were, they were, you know, weren't doing great maybe halfway through the season, they started doing very well at the end of the season. And um, they took that momentum from us and um, got off to a great lead against South Portland um, and ended up you know, getting to the finals. So yep. um, they have that girl, Mackenzie Holmes, who is probably one of the best post players ever to play in this state. Mm-hmm. I, I, she just dominates, and uh, she's a very good player. And um, they they had younger players step up, and uh, they ran into another great team, Ever Little, who you know, who did I think got very very uh, good at the end of the season, um, and they just both were playing at high levels, and it ended up being a great state championship game. 
So one of the things that I'm curious to ask you about is um, is uh, is the AAU programs. Um, since you've started coaching, so it's been uh, you know seven five about about fifteen years coaching high school basketball. How has the AAU uh, programs? How have they changed the landscape of high school basketball? Well, I think. Um you know, back in 2004, when I was assistant at Daring, I don't think any of our players, when we won the state championship, played AAU. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the girls would go out in the yard and shoot and work. And um, all we really did was our summer program, which um, Mike um, and I did. Um, we had practices a couple of days a week. We had games. And we really did a lot of teaching. And then the girls, I think, would practice on weekends on their own. Um so AU kind of, I think, has changed, you know, maybe gotten more popular in the last 10 years or whatever. Um, I, I believe you need balance in everything in life. Um, I preach to my kids, you know, go practice in the driveway. I think my players need to go practice in the driveway, work on one-on-one, work on form shooting, work on stuff, um, two-on-two, three-on-three. Um, I don't think AU is um, horrible either. I think... It's good to get girls playing against better competition and learning to play against that. But I think you need balance. I think you need to work on your own game by yourself or with a trainer. I think girls need to play some AU if they want, if they really love basketball. Um, I, I'm a big fan of three-sport athlete. You know, I, I promote my players playing other sports. But if they really love basketball and that's all they want to do, absolutely, that's great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of AU teams out there. Um, but you still got to work on the fundamentals. You still got to work on stuff by yourself. Um, you get a different experience with AU. Um, I believe AU is a good, uh, way to showcase players so they can go to different parts of the country or different, you know, and stay in the Northeast and let coaches basically what it's good for is it allows college coaches to come see you play. Yep. And, and, um, it's a big deal because I mean, you're looking at two, $300,000, um, that a kid can get a scholarship. That's a lot of big savings. Now I had a girl at uh, Greeley that never played AU and just on natural talent. She was a good player. And I told her she's going to be a college player. She says, I'm not going to college. I go, you're going to go to college and uh, you're going to play in college. She ended up getting, um, I think $30,000 a year to go to a division three school. So there's money out there um, for kids. And I think if they really love that sport, um, then they should do it. And AU helps them let other coaches see how they do. I don't know if it makes them better players, per se, working on you know the skill they'll need in college, but it definitely gets them um, seen. It gets them, you know, th- there's been some good AU programs that take kids nationally and all that. And, you know, kids, you know, um, can can showcase them, their talents in front of coaches. Um you know, but I don't think it's the all end all either way. I think you need to work on your skills yeah. and you need to f- listen to your coaches. Uh, how do, what do you need? What do I need to do? Get better. I really think that's a big deal. And I think most coaches will tell the, their athlete, you know, do this, this, and this. And and that's what it is. Um, I think you need a little of everything. You need to work on your game. If you love the game, go play AU, you know, get on a team. Um, and then you need the high school. You need that high school time too. Yeah. Because I think high school, especially in basketball, um, you know, 
people come scout my games all the time and uh and they know your strengths and weaknesses of every player right so AAU tournament, it, you're, sh- you're showing up no there. one's really scouting those games yeah. um th- and there's no game plan they don't plan three days to to stop your team right. um so you really got to work on what can make you better player because high school's like college i mean teams scout you they 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 know your your plays and everything and uh so it's hard. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, I don't know. I think you need balance. I think you need a lot of different things in your life. To Funny. We talk about AAU teams. You see more uh, recruiting, not, not not by the coaches. You see recruiting by, by parents getting right. getting kids to to come to schools and, and uh, uh, through the AAU uh, programs. Yeah. I stuff. was just thinking about, like, summer programs. You try to fill those slots, right? I mean, yeah. it's a, you want kids in that in that gym yeah well i when i was at daring i uh uh mike started we did a summer program which i did a lot with the kids we invited the younger kids and we had a a basketball program in the summer for the portland kids so that was really our only chance to get to know kids um when i was there we didn't say you coming to daring or portland um it was always my attitude just teach kids basketball uh if they like you if they like the school they'll come but I don't want to influence. I tried very hard not to influence kids. Just coach them basketball, teach them. Uh, when I went to Greeley, I worked with uh, kindergarten up through eighth graders. Uh, throughout this uh, winter, I think my girls, I had my players teach them six, six weeks, six Saturdays in the winter. We had a junior program going. Um, a lot of those girls, I remember seeing them grow up. Um, the last four or five years, Greeley has had amazing um, shooting talent and talent girls. Um, I'd say, um, since, um, yeah, the last five, six years. And I, and I remember all those little girls coming to our camps. So, um, got to know them and, uh, it was great. And, um, in the summer I would work with, uh, the younger girls off, you know, I'd have my practices and then I'd invite sixth, seventh, eighth graders and I'd work with them for a couple hours. So I felt there was an advantage to be at Greeley and work with, the whole town basically. Um, so my three years there, I did a lot with the little kids, um, at Macaulay and then MGA. All I can do is have a, a summer basketball clinic, which we do a couple of weeks a year. And same thing as when I was at daring, I don't ask the kids where they're going or anything. We just try to teach them basketball. And, uh, if they get to know the school then and my players, great, it's a bonus, but we have the camp for my players to get service hours and um, community service hours and uh, volunteer time. So we have that camp for that, and hopefully we can get girls to get to know uh, my players. Um, then uh, what I do in the winter is we have a clinic from the summer. We build on the summer clinic, and we have a couple weeks, three weeks in the uh, three weekends, we have a clinic. So that's all I can really do um, to let the public know how you know, great. I think my girls are and the school is, but, um, that's about it. I can do, I've, you know, I obviously places like Greeley, Falmouth, Cape Elizabeth, Gorham, you can work with these kids, you know, from kindergarten. So I think that's huge. You know, it's a huge, uh, thing. And I loved it when I was at Greeley to doing that stuff. So, um, it, it is different. I've been, I've been, I've coached a public school, a, pri- a private school and a town school. So I, I've kind of been to all three different things you can have. And, uh, um, you know, we do the best we can. Um, 
at, you know, at MGA to get girls to get to know the school. But um, definitely when I was at Greeley, I did a lot with the young kids. They don't just learn basketball at the Greeley camps. I mean, at the MGA camps either. They learn, they learn how to act. Yes, we've, know, uh, <laughs> we've instituted uh, uh, skits uh, to shake up. I, I know girls like basketball and they acting, come to the camp. Just- their behavior just acting. They don't just act like basketball they, players. They actually he makes them do skits. They, and they, I think they sing. They, they little they sing, little sing, sing, little they dance. sing some, and so dance. They some dancing uh, it's yeah. all from my players. They they came up with that. Um, so during the basketball camp, we have uh, skits on Thursday afternoons. I invite the parents to come watch it, and uh, my players are awesome. They come up with these skits, and the girls love acting it and doing it, and. Uh, we give uh, prizes for the best skits and creative, but it, sh- it breaks up the camp. I, I love, I, I would do basketball the whole time, but my players said the kids need to have fun too. So I guess we can have fun too. Uh, <laughs> and it's worked out great. Um, but yeah, we, we shake it up a little. The skits are really fun. They're very creative. And uh, I give my all my players the credit because they're the ones who come up with it. Them and the, and the actual kids, like the campers add to it. So it's great. <laughs> um. Well, all right, Coach. Uh, uh, thank you so much for coming in, uh, driving in in the snow. I know you uh, w- didn't come here for that. You were just dropping off the Red Sox tickets. Well, he wanted pancakes too. And we uh, I came we, in we, to we eat. We did give him pancakes. <laughs> I just I timed him. It took him twenty five minutes to eat three blueberry pancakes. Well, we were asking him questions. Twenty five. Um, I got I got one last question for you. Um, in nineteen eighty five, you and I took a geometry class together. Uh, with Mrs. Green, uh, would you have gone through high school without me sitting next to you? John, if you were not helping me in geometry class, <laughs> I might not have graduated high school. <laughs> and I think it was your sister, Jen, who got me through advanced math. Yes, yes, so yes. I, I owe my college degree and high school diploma to the At least the diploma. At least the Mrs. Green. She, she Mrs. Was Green, so, she was such tough. Such a nice lady. I she was, didn't. Geometry was a foreign language to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was French one, which I took three times. So that was a good time. All right. Well, thank you, Coach, for coming in. We appreciate it. And uh, and it's, this is our inaugural uh, edition. I thought I thought I thought we did pretty good. I, I thought, thought you did great. I mean, I thought, uh, I thought Billy the did coach, great. The, uh, Billy, Billy did great. Uh, I thought I did great. I hey, thought you have a very do you have a very great voice. Uh, you got to learn how very, to use that microphone better though, because you're. Uh, am you're, I uh, just tra- trailing? John John is sitting in a, uh, trailing, in, a uh, in a leather chair right now that leans back, an and every once in a while he gets lazy. Do we do we get uh, paid for this? Oh yeah, uh, checks on the mail. Yeah, yeah, we got. You got uh, Hayden pancakes, so I really don't have a lot of income coming in right now. We got a little something for the effort. Pancakes. Don't tell Andy. Yeah, we need some sponsors. We need some sponsorship. Well, you've already given out uh, Aunt Jemima, and um, yeah, Aunt Jemima. Yeah, we'll uh, expect a check from them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who grew or her those blueberries, but they were solid blueberries. Uh, yeah, Maine blue, but, blueberries. Yeah, this podcast brought to you by Maine blueberries. We also have uh, been uh, thrown around the idea of um, of podcasting from Madden's oh, Pub and Madden's, Grill. Oh, Madden's, uh, Madden's Pub and Grill, yeah. uh, where uh, the waitresses, uh, the, the bartenders, famous are, Tim Eisenhart, yeah. <laughs> Sings every yep. other Saturday. A lot of people don't realize it, but uh, I'm not. I'm not the only singer. I, I didn't start the Eisenhart singing. Oh, oh. You do you remember those? Was days? that uh, Billy remembers them? Johnny and the Hurricanes. Johnny remember, and the Hurricanes uh, were. They had their own van. I I, I think we, had, if we uh, brought back Johnny and the Hurricanes. It would be it. A, uh, the only rock band going right now. I think <laughs> you might be there's right. no rock bands. 
going. No, no it's not like no. the, the the early '90s and through the '90s. There was a lot of like Jenny Jenny, Jenny and the Woodman. Remember that? Ooh. That was a great show. Ooh, uh, the Bicycle uh, Thieves. The bicycle Thieves were fantastic. See, they were really good. See, they got Opters. to they got to play on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night yeah. at Old Port Tavern. Oh yeah, Johnny and the Hurricanes. Yeah, Johnny and the Hurricanes were Sunday night. You threw. <laughs> <laughs> you threw it down for and you know, and actually Billy, I think Billy got us that gig too. So we we I rocked did. it Back on Sunday I was night. A coach, I was yep. a promoter. Yeah, he got a I, Sunday night. I was an agent, and uh, we played at uh, uh, the 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 bus stop. Yeah, what was and, that place up on uh, with a the, week the later, Tangways owned up? Someone in, yeah. got stabbed. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, no, no, that was that was um, what was that? Portland's oldest pub, or it used to be called something else. Denance. 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 Yeah. It's called Denance. And uh, we played there, and uh, a week later, someone was, that thrown, was like thrown through the, a plate I, glass window. That's right. I forgot and, about that. Uh, that was a good time. Yeah, the, uh, it was a little rough. My, my, favorite, uh, my favorite part about uh, you playing out in your gigs, and Billy, you, you probably went to a couple of these, but no, it didn't matter if there was four people. Mm-hmm. And usually I was one of the four people mm-hmm. in the audience. Yeah. John was in his brain, in his mind. Yeah. When he was singing, there was a crowd of eighty thousand, yeah, screaming just his name. Who they would fill and that they'd have Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. That's I right. always it, picture myself at Veterans Stadium in yeah. Philadelphia, yeah, it's trying veteran. to trying to please Meanwhile, those Philly fans. Meanwhile, his lovely bride in the background was just rolling her eyes. <laughs> oh, she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she's asleep. I'd have to wake her up every once in a while. And is it too early to tell people that I had to quit the band because Ann's father? Hated didn't me. No, it's not. Really. Those, I think the, that's the, not going, the inaugural. Not, that's got. That's another show. That is. No, a that's whole a whole other show. show. That's that is. A, that's some. That's more of a. We probably bring in a therapist. That's actually. That would be Rather a series. Rather than coach a lot of therapists. That could be a here, series. That could be, could a, be series. a series. Podcast series. Yeah. Yeah. I. My, I got John and Ann. I didn't quit the band. <laughs> John and Ann. The breaking. I wasn't of fired, Johnny. and I didn't quit. <laughs> the breaking hey, of Johnny uh, and the Hurricanes. I'll just say this: the, our, Snoop our, our, our last gig was at Valhalla uh-huh. in Cumberland uh-huh. in like 1992, I think, something yeah. like that. Maybe 93. Yeah. I'll have to go look at the timeline. At Valhalla, and then Ann and I, we moved there uh, six years later. I noticed that, that the, the rest of the Who'd band is still it? playing out. Who does? Right, the oh, Hurricanes are back. They're actually talented. Right, they, they, they were the talent. talent. They right. Beginning you know of John and Ann. You know why they the they, end of think, Johnny and the Hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> I think what really happened was Ann's father got a phone call from Snoop and Duck. Yeah, because they were mad because you never you never moved the equipment. Ooh, no, I you would show like up five to... minutes before the gig, and then did you'd be not. like, "Oh, guys, I gotta go." I did not like moving the stuff. Yeah. We did not have roadies. It's a big part uh, of being in the band, you know. I didn't like practicing. Practice. You're like Steve Perry in The Journey. You, just, <laughs> yeah. you thought you were the man. Yeah. So. I like my gigs at Madden's with Tim. I come on. I sing five songs. I know half the words. You, see, you don't move the gear there either. <laughs> you just... I, uh, I count how many, how many people leave yeah. when I'm singing. Yeah, and then you yell at them. As they're walking, well, out. I hey, just, where, where are you going? I just ask them why they're leaving. Yeah. They, they, they'll be walking it's out. And they're walking question. out with uh, their hands in the air. <laughs> oh Shaking their head, <laughs> thumbs down. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Our old uh, neighbor, uh, she said that uh, when I sang uh, Bon Jovi, Wanted Devil, yeah. she said, Rockstar. Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. I don't know. She, I think she our was, old neighbor? Our old neighbor. We had a lot was, of neighbors. She was drunk, I think. <laughs> she was a little she might have been pointing at Dylan because he's really the talent. The Ooh, band, yeah. Maybe she thought Dylan was singing. She could have been. Or I was Of Dylan. course, you were sitting on her lap when you were singing, so I don't know why she. It's uncomfortable, Tim. It's very uncomfortable. Very comfortable. Um, All right. Are we, like we, uh, we going to conclude with Coach Goodman? Thank you, Coach Goodman. Yep. Um, and uh, 
And we just have to try to find someone else to do this podcast with. So yeah. we need to expand. Our, maybe this. Coach Vashon. She, uh, she can do a phone-in. Yeah. She's, uh, she's a follower of mine on Twitter. Yeah. I, I guilt her into it. So there's one. That's good. Uh, maybe we could get, catch her before uh, the America East Finals. So I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe afterwards. I don't maybe, think so. Oh, maybe, maybe when they win. When they win. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. We'll offer some spaghetti and, and red wine. Yeah. Yeah, and, maybe uh, she'll, she'll just phone in. We can get her to phone in. Ooh, we won't ask like too much idea. the first time. I would wait till Friday, see if they win. Friday. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. <laughs> probably be a different show. <laughs> All right. Play some music out to All right. Well, that uh, that was good. That was our first interview, so... Um, I thought it went well. Me too. I, I thought my questions were really good. Yeah, I thought you were better than Billy. I thought, uh, well, now, now that he's gone. He's not very he, funny, he, is he? He can't dispute that. Yeah. Let's so, talk about him behind his back. <laughs> you know, uh, I really thought he was going to go off on the Greeley years. I did too. <laughs> I was waiting for him to explode. Yeah. He did really he's well, not a, he, He's he, a good guy. He'll he'll drive right around. Uh, if he if he's driving, has to drive through Cumberland. Yeah. He'll, he'll head up to Gray. Right. He'll go right around. The whole town, yeah. And uh, well, did they? I mean, I think he when he when he spray painted, "You guys suck" on the side of the building. (laughs) No, no, he didn't do that. No, No, that wasn't him. No, no, because one that was him. No. Um. Yeah. So it was. It was good. Um. I mean, he. uh, He's. uh, He's got a ton of experience. Um. You know, he had a dream. He. 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 uh, He followed it. You know, and uh, and he really truly is. um, I think. You know, one of, if not the best, uh, high school basketball coaches uh, around, and yep. um, I can, um, I can, you know, I've watched him coach over the years. He 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 really he works really hard at it. Um, he's you know he has the time to put into it, and uh, and um, you know this this time of year after things don't work out, I know he's you know he's he's bummed his his right, goal yeah, every year is yeah. to is to win a state championship yeah. the so. thing the thing i love about uh about billy is his passion because i remember in the days when he wasn't coaching and he was uh working at the family business mm-hmm. and he was a he was a miserable cuss. He was just total pain he hated ass. life no. i mean he hated life <laughs> i i hated him cuz he hated life but uh but he started coaching and then you can his voice completely changes when he starts talking about his yeah. teams and his kids and yeah and i love what he said about when they lose, it's his fault, and yeah. and uh, when they win, he praises the kids. I mean, that's he gets it. He was also instrumental in uh, orchestrating your uh, your uh, uh, putting the marriage of Tim Eisenhart in the main girls' academy softball. Team he he was actually that was uh, yeah. I still blame him for that. Actually, he uh, <laughs> he uh, he actually called me one day and he's like, "Hey," and I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when we called him in here for right. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of relationship, but. Um, but I listened to him, and I was like, "Yeah, I have no no desire. I left during baseball because I want to hang out with my kids." And uh, he's like, "Listen, just just talk to him. Just talk to Joe." I'm like, uh, "No, Billy. <laughs> no, I don't want anything to do with coaching." And it wasn't that it was girls. I love coaching females and males. It doesn't matter who it is. It wasn't that. It was I just don't want to coach. Yeah. But uh, now that he talked me into it, and I went and talked to him and met the kids, I was like, "Oh, now, now I get what he's talking about. That's yeah. a really good group of kids." And and uh, it's different when you have supportive parents 
and yeah. the kids are come every day to yeah. learn, and it's totally different. But you get that. The girls, like, they leave practice, they say, they say, thank you, coach. Well, yeah, right. They it's say, thank deal. you, coach, and they, they really want to know what's going on in your life. And when, yeah. my, when my kids show up at practice, it's yeah. they're not annoyed by it, or they, they treat the kids with respect, and they play with them. They, they get it. They, yeah. They're good kids with good parents. That and, makes it fun. Yeah. But the, what he dealt with up in Cumberland was garbage. Yeah. I mean, he's a yeah. great coach. Anybody who knows Billy knows yeah. he get hosed up there by yeah. one or two bad bad seats. Just bad people. Yeah. Just you don't just don't do that to people. Yeah. You, yeah. you take the whole picture into uh, into light. Did you actually talk to Billy about his philosophy and why, yeah. why he's doing things before? I know. And then to have an AD support the parent is just the crazy it, thing about that whole crazy. situation up there was um, was that the. Um, uh, through the whole process, the AD supported him. He yeah. was right there with him, yeah. and then, uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, the AD's gone, and and his contract's uh, not renewed. Right. So, but uh, he he landed on his feet. Uh, he's a very loyal guy. Um, he uh, when Macaulay was uh, be you know was moving away from uh, from the um, I guess the Catholic diocese, Catholic diocese, yeah. and becoming MGA, uh, he got a bunch of different calls from, you know, good, good jobs. Right. And, uh, he just didn't, uh, he didn't want to leave, you know, and, yeah. and, and I, we said this when we interviewed him, um, he got a call from, uh, from the, the Macaulay team, uh, you know, people searching when, uh, when Will, see when I think when Will Smith was leaving, yeah. they called him and, um, and he, I think he, I don't know if this is completely accurate, but I think he probably said, uh, uh, are we saying things that are accurate or not? <laughs> I'm almost positive. Does it matter? <laughs> Who's going to listen to this anyways? Um, I'm sure he's going to give you crap about it later anyway. So. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, Amy was his assistant, and then yep. Amy went to Amy went to MGA. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, definitely uh, a loyal guy. You um, mean, you mean, was she his assistant at... At Greeley, yeah, she she and then she went to uh, uh, Macaulay as the head coach, and then she went to Maine uh, yeah, as an assistant yeah. coach right, right there. So, right. Uh, part of Billy's coaching dream. So, right, you know. Uh. <laughs> so she took his dream. What you're saying is he really should hate, yeah, because she yeah, stole he, his dream. Right? Should, you're right. It's true. Yeah, she screwed that up. Yep. Yep. So thanks a lot, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Yep. Great. Amy, Billy's crying in the corner. Shout out to Amy. It's all right. Yeah. So yeah, we're not going to have her on the show anymore. No. Well. Unless she wants to, be unless she show. wants to be on the show, yeah, then, then we gladly on. have you, yeah, Amy. We'd love gladly to have, have her. you, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll probably make her pancakes. We'll make her well, pancakes. We won't. Uh, I, I I would I would like to offer her the offer her the pancakes, but yeah. we don't, I don't think she wants to eat my. We pancakes. want her to eat Anne's pancakes. Anne's pancakes. I saw the blueberries. That, those blueberries, big, by the way, those are big blueberries. Big blueberries. So, Amy, if you're listening, we have you know pancakes here that are delicious. If you like chocolate chip. Can she do chocolate chip? Uh, she, chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Raspberry. Can you chocolate, raspberry. Caramel. Sure. Never I, done it. I've never done that either. But, but how about some Rolos? Would Rolos be good? Getting hungry. Is right there now. any uh, Could you nutritional do value to yeah, pancakes? Uh, let's see. Anyways. Milk. There's milk in the chocolate, right? Okay. All right. I don't but know about the pancakes. Sa- you put the syrup and the butter. What Billy did to those pancakes Rolos. should be criminal. I mean, that was dessert. That was horrible. That was dessert. Oh, my God. I can't believe didn't come in here with cool whip. This segment brought to you by Thank you.